It is my absolute pleasure to award the 2022 Common Medal to Charlie Kerno from the Carnival Club. P. Cripps. Three votes. And I declare the winner of the 2022 Brownlow Medal, Patrick Cripps of the Carnival Football Club. Welcome to the Blue Pod. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Duthie. We're jumping on straight after the game, so forgive us if we're a little <laughs> flat. Maddie, how are you feeling? Yeah, it was it was a pretty pretty average game again, wasn't it? Though to be fair, I haven't enjoyed much of the football this year, so same old, same no, you're old. Right. For the the season we were so excited to have, it hasn't been the exciting uh, season of amazing performances we'd hoped for. Oh, anyway, we'll try and make this episode as enjoyable as we can um, and try not be too pessimistic. If you're new to the pod, we break every episode down into four quarters. In the first quarter, we give our reactions to the game. In the second quarter, we dive deep on the players and cast our best and fairest votes. In the third quarter, we look at things from the coach's box perspective. And Maddie, the Twitter sphere is coming for Vossi's head. I don't know if we're <laughs> that doesn't surprise quite me. that extreme. We'll talk about it when we get there. And in the fourth quarter, we open our mailbag. Let's just dive in. Carlton, 8-12-60, were defeated by St Kilda, 12-10-82. Goals, Charlie Kerner had three, Silvani had two, Chera, Durden and McKay had one apiece. Disposals, these uh, stats are interesting, Maddie. a bit deceptive, I dare say. Mm. Chera with 39, Walsh with 38, Akers with 36, Cripps with 34, Hewitt with 29 and Newman with 28. If you'd told me that would be the um, top disposals at the end of the game, I think we'd have had a great match and a win, but... Not to be. What do you what do you make of it, Maddie? Yeah, it looks good on paper those those numbers, didn't they? I looked at oh, if we want to start with a positive, I, I thought we came out and I thought we looked good early. I thought uh yep. disposal and our decision making was good. Uh yeah, I thought, oh, this you know, even the first and second quarter, I was I was reasonably happy at halftime. It was a it was a good game. Saints were playing well, I thought we were playing well, it was a bit of a tussle. Yeah. Um, they had some moments on top. We had some moments on top, and I was I was pretty happy uh, before we reverted back to some of the really average football that we're sort of unfortunately getting accustomed to seeing from the team this year in the second half. We kicked two goals in the second half. Yeah, how are you going to win a game off the back of that? Oh, it's just, uh, it's just, it's just really, really uh, disappointing the way things are happening. And you look at this game, and it's an interesting game. Like I say, the stats aren't too bad. And you'd go and you'd say, look. Uh, our Brownlow medalist in Cripps played a good game. Uh, Charlie, yeah. three goals. Harry only got one goal. I don't know what his stats are. He's had a so-so season anyway. Walsh, pretty good. Chera, pretty good. Weeders wasn't bad. Yeah. A lot of the players had half-decent games and our team's like twice as talented as the St Kilda team. So you think if we can come out and play anywhere near our best footy, we should win that despite St Kilda being in good form. And St. Kilda looked like the better team all day. It's, uh, I find watching us very disappointing and frustrating this season. Absolutely. And St. Kilda didn't even look to me like they played a blinder. That's possibly what's even most frustrating. St. Kilda haven't played out of their skins and beaten us. No. I I just feel like it was in that second half, they just did a job on us somehow. Um, Obviously, we'll come to it in the stats, but we were left to rue all of the missed opportunities. In fact... I looked at my notes and here's a few really key ones. I'm just going to run you through. This efficiency in front of goal is absolutely killing us. Yep. In the first quarter, Charlie misses a goal, um, a kick right inside 
he's reigned well and truly after he gets that um, free and a 50. Yep. And he doesn't capitalise. Um, Cripps at the start of the second quarter gets gets his shot, an absolutely gettable goal. And I don't know what's going on with Cripps' goal kicking and he had a monster second quarter, but he misses that and he misses another opportunity late in the quarter. Yep. Sauce does an amazing smother, <clears throat> you know, belts it uh, in to, uh, to Harry. Ha, sorry, get, gets it to Harry who kind of stuffs it up with a terrible disposal and we miss the goal. In the third quarter, Sauce misses a shot directly in front off a of 50. Um, Harry gets a poster from his preferred side. He then gets a second crack at it and doesn't even... Go through the middle. Uh, you know, I could keep listing them off, but that's the yep. difference for me and that's the difference between us being a good side and us sitting here feeling quite flat, to be honest, about, as you say, a really unenjoyable start to the season in many ways. Let them off the hook time and time again. I don't think, And the other thing I think that concerns me about the game, despite the fact that I say some of our players played well, I don't think we'll get a better game this year in terms of freeze in front of goal and 50s Absolutely, leading, to, leading yes. to shots. It was finally a game where all those grabs and pulls that happen on Harry and Charlie every week because they're so big and they are hard to contain obviously got looked at. The umpires were right onto it early, paid them all day long, even Soft got on the end of a few, and we still couldn't capitalise. Yeah, we had the umpires trying to hand us a game and – it just doesn't look yeah, like we're exactly, going to get which there. Yeah, is rare, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And it's the same issue we've had all year. We can't deliver the ball inside 50. Our methods going into 50 are, are horrendous and they weren't any better this game. And as you highlighted, our inability to score from reasonably easy set shots is just uh, below average and it hurts. It really hurts. And I, uh, it's hard because we need to talk about Harry and we'll talk about him in the in the second quarter in more detail, but... There's just so many moments, there's moments in games and there's so many moments where if we'd seize them, if we finished the work, we were on top in every other um, stat, it would have changed the momentum and changed the shift of the game. But it feels like when, we'll come to Harry in a second half, so I'll park that, but it feels like when um, we don't get that reward or that nourishment, as Voss called it in his press conference, then he even acknowledged we were, struggled to remain engaged. And in that second half, it was, it was a boring game to watch, Matt. It was awful. It yep. was an awful game to watch. Even as a Saints fan, it was awful, I'm sure. But, like, at least they got the four points. <laughs> yeah, winning makes makes it more palatable. It, the other thing, it's not necessarily that some players drop their heads, but it's not even that. It's the fact that the scoreboard gets blown out or what would have been a lead is now we're behind. And mm. you just work your way out of the game. It doesn't matter if 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 everyone still plays with the you know, in a magical world where psychologically none of this stuff affects you and you just kept playing – it's, you're still not getting the points on the scoreboard at the end of the day and the scoreboard is what matters. Yeah. So while, yeah. yes, okay, sure, maybe psychologically it does um, affect players and the way they go about it, even if it's not, we're still not getting the reward for uh, our time with the ball. It's just – and it's just going to be so hard to win games this year. And I'm looking at other games we played earlier mm-hmm. in the season. We've been winching about it all year. We just haven't played good football and it's only yeah. more frustrating because this team is capable of so much more than what we're seeing. That's exactly right, Maddie. That's what's just so incredibly frustrating. So he said last week that we wouldn't judge last week's performance until we saw what happened this week. So we've seen it. We've had two really poor performances, um, two performances that, you know, we go from going into this season feeling like we have to play finals or a top four side to mediocrity. Um how are you feeling? Uh, you know, we spoke about the not throwing the baby out with the bathwater once or twice when I listened to the episode last week. We we use that metaphor <laughs> to death, but we don't want to do that. But now that we've got 
this game under our belt, which was a bit of a test um, whether we'd respond, uh, how are you feeling about the, the trajectory of the season after those two games? If things don't change and we don't have a change in fortune, and I still think the club very much has a mind on finals, uh, hearing the way they talked about their decision to manage TDK, I think just reeked of uh, trying to have an uber fit list towards the second half of the season. It's there's a lot of it's always been a very, very reactive club, Carlton, and I think after last season where we had a bunch of players ended uh, injured at the end of the season after a fast start, we're now trying to do the reverse this year. Uh, Sorry, I got distracted talking about injuries and starts. What was your point? How am I feeling about the season? Well, we said we wouldn't judge last week until we yeah. saw um, responded this week. So what's your take now that we've if, seen it? If we don't good. get this uptick that I think they're banking on in the second half of the season, I, I mean, I've struggled to see us even getting in the finals with the way we're playing. Adela- Adelaide, who... Is that depressing? Yeah, it is. I don't even know if Adelaide's a top eight team and they absolutely demolished us last week. Uh, yeah. You've got the Saints this week who... Okay, let's you know, say they maintain the rage. Maybe they're top four. Ross Lyon said they could have blown it out, but they took their foot off the pedal for the last 10 minutes of the last Did quarter. He? That's insulting. He said, memory first game back, steal first game back. We decide just to wrap it up and just, you know, call it a day with 10 oh. minutes to go. So yeah. that if that doesn't give you an idea really? of how opposition are taking us, then nothing That's will. That's insulting, isn't it? It That's is. embarrassing. And, uh, and I think the, only, the other thing that rubs salt in the wound is – Adelaide, brand new coach, turned their team around. St Kilda, brand new coach, turned the team around. Carlton, yep. exactly. We haven't, we have barely improved. Our progression of improvement is just so slow. We've just been waiting I for know. that season where we jump, and every year it's always like, well, one team always jumps from outside the eight. Could be Carlton this year. It just, it just never seems to be us. Should be. And at the moment, what I'm worried about is our. Uh, list is going to peak, and okay, we'll probably win a final eventually at some point. But I don't want to. This list is better than just we won a final. This list should be, you know, challenging. Exactly. Well, like our little grab we use for Coach's Box, we don't want to just compete. We want to be the best. Yeah. (laughs) And we're not not looking like it. And I think there's a lot to discuss in Coach's Box. There's some heat that's rightly going on Voss. um, And rightly or wrongly, we'll come to it. But it is disappointing that, you know, and the coach is the first one for everyone to heap on when things like this happen. And we're disappointed, but we don't get that. Collingwood get a new coach too and have that phenomenal turnaround. Yeah. And it just yeah, another one. never yeah. seems to happen for us. But we should acknowledge the injuries and maybe that's a problem of itself. We are missing and we were missing today some pretty key personnel and we do seem to have shocking luck with injuries. I saw a um, yeah. games lost to injury ladder. Adelaide are leading that ladder with the least games lost. And there is something to be said for that. Saad and Doherty out today just to name a couple, but we've still got a lot of good players out there. So I don't know. I'm trying to find some rationale for why this is happening and I'm struggling. Quality players missing, but I wouldn't say in key areas of the ground. I know how, you know you need your run, and but I feel like that's one of the yeah. one area we're stocked and one area that's easy to – like Chera essentially went back and filled a lot of that role today and did it pretty well. You can you can cover a halfback flanker. I would give us a bit more of an out if we were missing – Key forwards, key backs, maybe, you know, no Ruckman yeah. or a big chunk of the actual midfield. And you want your best players on the park, but I think the ones that are missing at the moment aren't going to be make or break. I think they're not going to be the, the big difference makers. You want them in the team. You're a better team for them, but I don't think they're going to be the ones that would have turned around the result mean. today. Yeah, They're not the spine. Um, well, I don't know, Maddie. I think perhaps we'll leave it there for our overall review, but... I know it's a flat feeling. We normally give it a couple of days after a loss to record. So, you know, sorry we're not 
able to be more positive. But it is it is a deflating. I'm just looking at this season. We're excited for it. It's been a long time coming. And if this is the season we're having and we miss finals again, potentially, um, it gets to be a slog being a Carlton supporter. It's hard work sometimes and today's one of those days. It is, yeah. It's just in seasons gone by, I think we could cop it. The Bolton era green shoots, young team. You could see what they were building towards. You could see what was happening and – uh, we're, at, we're getting towards that that pinnacle now, and, and it's just it's frustrating that all this years of hardship and work just doesn't seem to be coming together. I know. Hopefully, this is the wake up call. If last week was not, and things turn around, but it's hard to see that right now. All right, let's go into the second quarter and talk about the players in a bit more detail. All right, Maddie, we'll kick off the second quarter in the way we always do. We'll name our boy, someone who didn't get into our votes, but we liked what we saw from them. And we'll name our whipping boy, self-explanatory, but someone who um, needs to lift their game. Uh, who's your boy this week, Maddie? I'm going to steal your regular boy. I'm going to give it to Hollands. Hey, finally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, he did good some, choice. He did some really good. He looks to me like he might be getting a, a, little, uh, a little sore. But yeah. he still did some excellent efforts, throws his body in. Uh, yep. I think he had the 22 touches today off the top of my head. I was looking earlier. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, I thought he played a really good game and he was just uh, – there's a lot of guys who I was disappointed in. But, um, look, if you want to look for, for silver linings today, I think some a young guy who's having a great first season and uh, has that amazing endeavour that we all love, I think thinks a good one. Yeah, as you know, well and truly, I agree with you. And I had to, you know, I wanted to give it to him myself, but I thought, no, Maddie uses me as a bias. I'll have to find someone else. But I'm glad you've mentioned him because, yeah, he just, he gives it his all and that's what we love to see. Um, I've gone with Chincotta for my boy this week on debut. Um, Could have even snuck in the votes. I thought he just had a really solid debut for us and... You don't agree? I wouldn't. I snuck in the votes. I think it's a bit of a bit of a stretch. But he I look. Was, I reckon he was a pretty solid. He played his I role. I mean, on a day where people were average, I mean, maybe I would have had to scattergun to get him in. But how many touches did he have? I think like twenty nine. Did he, he really be on the level at all? Involved in twenty four touches, um, one tackle. Okay, twenty four. I gave <clears> No, still not bad though. Like no, he had a he had a pretty good debut. It's like great for like you say, first game in. It's what he's in the team for. I liked I liked his endeavor. Didn't look out of place at all at the level, and um, I liked what I saw from him. So he gets my boy this week. Whipping boy, I feel like we're a broken record. Tell me who you've gone with because there's just some real usual suspects here. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like you? I've just been heaping on this person all season. I'm so done with fish. Yeah, absolutely. You're I, not alone, Maddie. I know he got he got his touches the other week. What did he get this week? I don't even know what he got this week. Twenty two touches. Zero tackles. Does nothing with them. Does yeah. nothing with them. He has the worst disposal at the moment. He kicks it to the wrong spots or miss kicks it. Uh, he he just kills us with the ball in hand, which used to be his strength. And if he's not providing that, he's giving us nothing. And he's he's now old enough. He's been around long enough. He should know better or be better. Uh, and he's had a bit of an opportunity through the midfield. And um, he's just he just burns it. His disposal efficiency was sixty three percent. Um, yeah, I just thought it was, yeah, I thought he was just really average today. He was one of the guys that was frustrating me. He wasn't the only one who butchered the ball, but, um, yeah, he, he, uh, he certainly caught my eye for all the wrong reasons today. 
enough's enough from Fish, I think. We need him to lift. I think he might need that wake-up call. Is he... I don't know. Is he getting a bit big for his boot, a bit, a boots a bit comfortable? I, I just... I wonder if he needs a wake-up call and no, I don't think Voss is going to do it, but I wouldn't mind a statement at selection in regards to Fisher. I've had enough of it myself. Yeah, so. the, the, yeah, I'd love a big week at the selection board and drop a bunch of players, but it's always tricky because well, you've got to bring someone in. Well, we'll come to it, but like Dow cannot be worse. And are we going to reward VFL form at any point in time? Like <laughs> yeah. Take, it's just, it's actually getting ridiculous. He had another blind at 40 touches in, in the VFL. Oh, I haven't checked the VFL's results this weekend. 40 touches, that's massive. 40 touches. We had a win. 40 touches. He dominated. Um, and if you're going to keep playing players like, I'll go to my whipping boys, sir. I've just picked two who I've just had enough of as well. Lockie O'Brien. Oh, yeah. After that cameo. He's not up to it. He's not up to level. Let's call it. Let's put a line through him. I've had enough. Um, Honey was useless again. Literally, as we've said for the last few weeks, could hardly notice that he was on the park. So I've had enough of those two. They're my whipping boys this week. And I think some statements need to be made at selection in respect of all three of those whipping boys, to be honest. Yeah, you're right. Dow had 40 touches, 22 kicks, 18 handballs, five marks and five tackles in the, in the three-point win for the VFL today. Yeah, get him in, in my view. It can't be worse than some – and give him a chance. Give him a run. Like, give him a couple of weeks. It's just – can't be worse than some of the players that we keep rewarding. Lockie O'Brien just kills me. He comes on – you say we want this impact player as the sub. You know, we need to make a really big push in the fourth to try to get over the line after an absolutely rubbish third quarter despite dominating in the first half. We didn't really put any scoreboard pressure on. We faded in the third. Fourth quarter, we really need to come out firing. Let's inject our sub. Out he comes – Horrid disposal, which he's meant to be known for, kicks it out in the full, has no impact. I've had enough. Why, why wouldn't we put, I don't know, I don't know who the other option was. Was it Kemp? Was it he the other emergency that was potentially? <clears throat> he was in there. I don't know who the options were for the for the sub. But, yeah, I I get they want to bring on some run, but he hasn't done it well all season. I don't know why they persist with it. Yeah, shocking. Um, let's talk about the other players on the ground. The midfield, I say they were deceptive stats because yeah, yeah, you read those out, the number of disposals they had, and we absolutely dominated. We had so much of the ball. Yeah. Um, but do you think they're deceptive stats in terms of impact? <coughs> I mean, just to refresh everyone's memory, we've got Chera with 39. I thought he did have an excellent game. Walsh with 38. Akers with 36. Cripps with 34. Hewitt with 29. And they all did have okay games, but I just don't feel like they had the impact you'd imagine they would with those numbers, not I think, all of them anyway. And this is the problem I think with our, uh, that our midfield group has. Chera, like you say, I actually thought he had a pretty good game, but at times he had some... some His 100th game, shout out. Oh, yeah. He had some, he had some average disposal at times uh, in yeah. those... But 39 touches and generally he did, some, did a lot of good stuff today. So can't complain too much. But I wouldn't say he hurt the opposition a heap. Um, mm. Walsh with his 38, uh, would say similar, uh, like yep. he got, he got it a lot, but you know, how much is he hurting the opposition? I thought Akers yep. butchers the ball a lot with just a long, long high kicks to nobody. He had 36 yep. touches, although, you know, he does some other nice stuff. Uh, Cripps. I thought w- Akers was a bit better, more impactful with some of his use than say Walsh. Yep. Uh, Cripps with 34 was massive in the first half and dominated clearances, but, uh, he never really sort of is someone who's going to tear people apart by foot and missed a few chances at goal. Um, Hewitt with the next highest is similar. What I'm trying to get at is like our top five disposal getters who all had the almost 30-plus touches. None of them are, are doing 
I don't feel like they're doing much damage for yeah for how much they're getting it. Um, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, just and uh, I don't know. It just yeah, it just does seems to be like a potency, and also just the way we go just go about it just is is just not helping either. I don't think it's. You're right. It's amazing some of those numbers. Um, yeah, but yeah, for the result that we got. Well, there was obviously a focus on the contest after falling away, as you say. Um, that used to be our strength and clubs seem to have decided if they beat us at the contest, they're going to win. We we did well in that aspect, but again, we've got no run. Our midfielders, Cripps not hitting the scoreboard, That none of them, I'm just having a look. Uh, Chera did get a goal. They're not really hurting with any goals. And you need to get some goals through your midfield, don't you? Like it shows how we're not running with the ball. It just, we're not running in those waves forward. Uh, that That's how midfielders yes. score that, that, you know, those, those waves and overlap and run. Uh, we don't have that. We, we get in the game. <laughs> yeah. We get the ball and we just bomb it on the heads of our forwards normally to well outnumbered situations. And then um, we pray that Harry or Charlie mark it. And then we pray they can try kick straight for once, or we hope that the, a small can, you know, mir- you know perform a miracle on the ground. It's, uh, Voss yeah. used the word efficiency a lot in his press conference and uh, we are just – the style of play he's asking to play is a highly inefficient style and he, he sort of seemed mm. to say that that's not what he wants necessarily but I feel like he's setting them up for it. I agree. I think there's some questions to be asked about the game plan because, as you say, we're not getting that flow, that um, wave of run from the midfield to get any goals and you're right. If you're just plucking at your tall forwards – and hoping for the best. And there's a lot of pressure to finish the work and it seems that – let's talk about the forwards. It seems to me – let's talk about Harry. What's going on? Um, Jekyll and Hyde, as uh, as Phil kind of suggested to us in a bit of a post-match debrief. <laughs> yep. Um, some amazing moments and you need him out there. Some great marking up the ground, some really good pressure acts and he's a headache for the opposition. But he could have been the difference for us today. Again, he kicks one goal. He has opportunity to kick so many more. He's giving away – Shots. So we had him in the first quarter chip it back to Hewitt instead of take the kick himself. At the end of the first quarter, he's on the 50 and he doesn't go back and kick it. Um, I feel like there were many examples of, of occasions where he didn't back himself. And then when he does go for the goal, missing the whole lot because becoming a regular feature, he's more likely to do that than kick it. Yeah. What's what's going on, Matty? What's your feel on Harry? He has amazing highlights. His contested marking is great and the rest of his game is absolute rubbish at the moment. You, <laughs> it, like it's hard because I'd love to see him dropped out of the team because he's just, like you say, such a momentum killer with his with his shots on goal. One goal, two and yeah. uh, at least a couple that didn't even register. Yeah. Uh, but he's taking 14 marks in a game, which is... He's too important. Which is amazing. But it's almost like you don't want him with the ball near goal. It's just, it's bizarre. Key, one of your key forwards, it's yeah. the strangest thing. He can, you know, out-muscle and out-mark five defenders and then he can't even kick the ball straight for 20 metres. It's it's infuriating and it's a real, it's a real dilemma because, like we say, he's uh, so capable and he does such things that no one else can do and he's, he's working up the ground. I love the way he's worked up the ground this year as well. It's a bit of a string to his bow but... Uh, he misses easy set on goal. Some of his kicking into the 50 tonight, a few times he just blazed away. Un- wasted Sosa's really good work with that yep. smother, as I mentioned earlier. Which was, which was really hurtful. Momentum uh, killer, again, as you said, I think that's a really good way to sum him up, unfortunately. He is. And it's it's. I don't know what we do about that. It's He's too good not to play him, but he's, he's just... Uh, 
he feel he almost he almost feels like he does more harm than good almost at times. He needs to sit out of the usual training drills this week and go and just kick shots at goal for the entire week. Like, yeah, honestly, I don't know what it is. I don't know if we need a different forward coach. I don't know if we need to, yeah, get someone in. Who do we have? Um, the Collingwood uh, star that was the oh the goal, goal kicking team. coach Sav Rocker. Well, yeah. I think it was Sav Rocker. Sorry, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I don't know if we need to get him back. I don't know if we need to get Feb back, as I've seen. <laughs> Whatever it is, he just has to work on his goal kicking. It's between the years, I'm sure, as well, but. It's killing us. And you're, like, you're right, he's too important in other areas, but it's so hurtful to the team's momentum and very hard for team morale to work hard for these opportunities and constantly miss them when they're really, really gettable. Yeah. I mean, the problem is when he's having a down day, a down form day, he's still good enough to get his hands on it a lot, which, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which exactly. is almost unfortunate. You'd rather him just be running the decoy. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, he hasn't. He's had a pretty average season. He's just, yeah, it's tough. But there's no way you don't don't have him in the team. But yeah, no. he, he is definitely a, a concern. And Charlie today, he was he was okay, and again, excellent. But didn't have his kicking boots on. Missed that early goal. Um, you know, had a reasonable game, but not as damaging as he could be either. No, still manages to pop up with the three goals though, with the fifteen touches. So, yeah. Uh, like it's, it's it's not a bad game for for a forward. No, he was but okay. Yeah, he but definitely didn't didn't dominate, but by any stretch of the imagination. But three goals, three. It's another what could have been. Yeah, yeah. Well, with a team with Harry and Charlie, which everyone says all oh, the envy of all other other clubs, we've kicked seven goals for the game. I feel like we barely piled on big scores this season at all. It's it's disappointing when you'd expect us to be really dominant in that part of the ground. That that seems to be our weakness. Let's talk about the Smalls dirt and had a. A moment where he snapped a, a bit of a goal. Sauce, I thought. Uh, and what's, what's your take on Sauce's game, actually, Maddie? That was it was an interesting one. Oh God, at times I was like, I want to drop him. And then other times I'm like, thank God someone's doing something. If he managed to snap a couple yeah. goals in the end, two goals, three, 13 touches, didn't lay a tackle, um, didn't have great disposal efficiency. I, you know, it's funny because two goals, three, but he probably barely gets a pass. I know, but I didn't mind moments of his game. Like you say, I thought the same thing where there were times where he missed, you know, shots he should have gotten. But in that last quarter, he got that first goal. He had another look at it. He felt like he was doing something and although it wasn't polished, probably kind of uh, reminiscent of the team more broadly. Uh, he couldn't finish his work, but he was kind of cracking it. I thought he was okay. In, what do you reckon about the fact they didn't, really didn't use him in, didn't use him in the ruck? I know. They put Youngie in there. It's, uh, that's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm, which was a bit of a different move. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to, like we said, he's had a bit of a down season, so maybe they're trying to do something different with him. Maybe it's taking a toll on the body. Who knows? Maybe with the emphasis on clearances, they're a bit concerned about his ability to win the tap and Young offers that. But that's something that he's normally had as a bit of a up his sleeve, another, a bit of a... Um, yeah. String another role he can do. And if he's not doing that, he's going to have to... Uh, excel a bit more in the forward line, I think. Yep, I agree. Um, on the wings, we had Akers. I thought Akers had a good game. I like Akers. He's a good recruit. But as you said, his disposal um, wasn't the most polished like the rest of the team. He just but bombs it a bit. Players. Yeah, look, he, he's big body. He, he wins some hard ball. He takes some good marks. He, he covers a good amount of ground. I think he's a good player. I think he can play better than what he did today despite his 36 touches. Uh, yeah. I just would like to see him 
just a bit smarter ball use is all I ask from makers at times. He's just a bit of a bit of a long bong merchant. Yeah, no, you're not wrong about that. And we obviously liked Holland's game and we've said what we've had to say about Lockie and Fisher. Um, the back line, interesting game. Obviously we were missing uh, Saad and Doc and we had Chincotta come in who we thought looked all right at the level. Um I thought Weedering held up okay, had a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the back line, Maddie? I thought Weedering was good. I thought Young was pretty good uh, being asked to do what he did. Chincotta, he's fine. He's a bit of a role player. Um, Cowan had a good go but um, gave up a couple goals. He's making a few mistakes in the back line. He dragged one in. Uh, he did another yeah. panic handball which got intercepted and snapped a goal. Uh, so it probably wasn't his best day. Chair, I thought, yeah. did well filling back in on the halfback flank. We used Kennedy, which I thought was a bit of a disaster as a halfback flanker. He just did a few things. What was that? Yeah. He, he's not a halfback flanker. And you could tell. There was one time in particular he where... He didn't look like one at all. No, the ball <laughs> went in there and he tried to win it. And he did he what a midfielder would do. He just slid in after the ball. Took Like, State got off his feet. I uh, can't remember who he was on. I remember the moment so clearly. Uh, it may have been Butler. I'm not sure. Whoever he was on stayed on their feet. And you always talk, you never lose your feet as a defender. You always you always want to be yeah. able to cover your man. But once he went to ground and didn't win the ball, his man was running around free and they kicked a goal. It's just you could see he was not uh, in his natural position. I thought that was a bit weird. Yeah. He copped one to the like face early in the game with no free when he went back with it, Kennedy. Yeah, 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 he did actually. Uh, look, um, the, the back line, considering who we were missing, was, was okay. Um, you know, 82 points, 12-10. Uh, the back line wasn't the problem today. No. Except for the fact that we didn't get much run. Um, McGovern, good to have him back and I think he's a really important player for us. He did um, create some rebound but not uh, – he had one of his better games for the club before he went off injured and I don't think he was anywhere near those heights but I liked having him back on the park. No, he wasn't too bad. I thought he was good. There was a few times where he goes to Mark and he doesn't uh, impact the contest enough and he leaves his man which – I think he's probably always going to roll the dice on those, which is a bit interesting. But no, it was good. It was good to see him back out there and get through another game. I think just the more games we can get him through, the better. Uh, yeah. yeah. Apparently, he could be trade bait. That's the whispers out there at the end of the season. No. Uh, yeah, that'd be an I interesting one. We, I, we like of here, but <laughs> I I wouldn't be too tempted. I guess it depends how confident you would be in someone like Kemp taking his spot. Yeah, that's right. Well, we'll see if um. He gets a chance at the level. Finally, just to touch on the Ruck situation, we've talked about Ruck, uh, Ruck Young, pinch hitting, um, but Pitto's performance, pretty solid. Yeah, not bad. He, look, you know what you're going to get from Pitto. He's a uh, yeah. uh, pretty solid Ruckman. Didn't didn't offer us – he took three marks, 27 hitouts, had the 10 touches. Um, yeah, not going to set the world on fire, but, you know, Rowan Marshall's a pretty good opponent and uh, he, he did okay without doing anything special. It's not – yeah, you're not going to write home yeah. about it. Um, before we before we move to our votes, just want to talk about the captain's game, Crips. We've kind of touched on it. Um, monster second quarter, but again, reminiscent. I really wish he'd get his goal kicking boots on. Has he? He had. Has he kicked a goal this year? I don't even know if he has. Uh, <clears throat> they did. So they did rattle out the stat. Something like, you know, this time last year he was 10 goals too and now he's, you know, or something yeah, like, you he's know. probably got one or two. But one just, goal, just eight or something. There was a time last year where Cripps would line up for goal and we were like, oh my, he's going to kick it. He's, he's, got his, he's just a dead eye this season. But the opposite this year, I'm not holding my breath when he's in front of goal. But 
Monster second quarter, did what he could. Um, yeah, what did you think of his game, Maddie? I thought it was awesome. I thought it was maybe even one of his, his best game of the year. He had the seven tackles to go with these 34 touches. Um, I th- thought he had a few nice disposals and yeah, he was just yeah, – I thought he was – I thought he was real good. There's just been been some weeks where – he's got the touches and you haven't noticed his impact as much, but I felt like he, he really could notice his, his impact. And um, I know we've been referring to the coaches press conferences a fair bit, but uh, Ross Lyon essentially said that he thought the only reason Carlton were in it was because Cripps was playing so well in the first half sort of thing. He thought he carried the team. So they pretty much went to shut him down the second half uh, because they thought if they could shut him down, they, they would get on top and that's sort of what it transpired. Um, well, did we get out coached? There's a teaser for the next quarter, but before <laughs> we discuss that, should we cast our votes? Yes, let's go for it. All right, I found the votes a bit of an odd one today, Maddie. Tell me what you did. Yes. Oh, sorry, I'll just tell the listeners in case they're new to the podcast that we. Cast 10 votes, Maddie and I. Um, we have to cast all 10. Can't give one player more than five. I don't think we have a leaderboard update. We have jumped on to record this straight after the game. So I will post that on our socials, d.bluepod on Instagram and the Blue Pod on Twitter. Sorry, Maddie. Go with your votes. You're right. Uh, I went three Crips. I thought he was our, our yep. best on the ground. And then I gave two to Chera, two to Walsh. I actually gave two to Weeders um, and one to Youngie for his... Uh, Bit of work in the I just sort of random vote on the end. I thought I oh, did all right in the ruck and wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that yeah, were my votes this week. Votes. Not too different. Um I gave three to Crips as well. Three to Chera. I thought they were both the best out there. And the remaining four, I've given one to Acres, one to Walsh, one to Hewitt, and one to Weeders. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit like that this week. So, it was a bit like eh, just sort of a few good players like, yeah. and scatter the rest. Yeah, that's how I feel about the whole game. This it's, this is a tough podcast to record. <laughs> Hard to give out votes as well. Let's go into the coach's box, Matt. I think there's a bit to unpack there. We're not here to just be part of the group. We're here to be the best, and that's what as competitors we'll try and strive for. All right, Maddie. as I said, we're not looking like the best at the moment. Um, let's start by talking about the selection and the team stats Selection, TDK was managed, and I kind of said in our socials, managed after 10 days, really. But it seems he truly was because he didn't play VFL either. Um, Saad came out uh, and we had obviously Chincotta in for his debut. Um, Lockie is a sub. I'm trying to think of any other notable changes off the top of my head. But I think um, Saadi being out and Chincotta debuting was probably the major ones and having McGovern back in the side. Um, was Doc out this week or was he out last week as well? Last week, last yeah, week. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought Chincotta came in and you know obviously slot into that back back area and, and TDK out and changed the balance of the team slightly. But um, yeah, I think going into this week it was it was fairly reasonable. Although I'd be liking to see some maybe I don't know. I think it's about time to to rattle the cage a little bit for next for the next game. Couldn't agree more. Um, let's talk about that while we're talking about it. What changes would you see next week? We've talked about the players. Who do you think needs to um, be dropped and who would you be bringing in? Um, well, we subbed out Ed. I thought that was interesting, even though he's had a pretty good year. But, yeah. um, I think Cowan was looking average today, unfortunately. I wouldn't, you know, it could give him a Might rest a after a good start. 
Um, I would be, you know, honey improved game, but I still don't think cuts the mustard. Uh, I would be a little concerned about fish as well. Um, you can lucky as the sub. Yeah. Uh, Matt Kennedy. I like, I feel like we're carrying a lot of midfielders. If we want to shake up the midfield, uh, wouldn't mind if he had maybe a rest. He seems to always carry injuries anyway. So he might be playing yep. sore. Uh, there's a few options there. Maybe. And then to bring in, we've got obviously Dow that we've mentioned, Kemp having an okay run. Uh, Wheelie Bins, our man. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> had another good game, didn't he? He did, yeah. No, Bins had 29 touches and a goal in these. He's linked about three good games in a row now in the reserves. Uh, he would definitely be on the on the cards. Um Hopefully Saad back, I guess. Or was that is that no, he's out for a couple of weeks, isn't he? I'm not sure how long Saad's injury was meant to be down for. Boyd played in the VFL, I think. He did. Or is he, he did play. Yeah, he yeah. had twenty one touches, uh, laid a few tackles. Uh Carroll had a good game in the reserves. He had thirty seven touches and a goal. Um nice. Yeah, so there's there's definitely some some options uh for for, for next week that that we could see come in. I just think it wouldn't hurt to just make a bit of a statement, reward VFL form, and I need a word other than punish, but don't reward mediocrity at AFL level. And it <coughs> seems that we're just not um, holding players accountable, I suppose, for really average performances that aren't up to scratch. So I wouldn't mind a statement. Do I think we're going to get it? No. Would I like to see it? Yes. It's the week to make it. We've got the Eagles next week. They're, they're yeah, a true, true bottom four team. Uh, I think you could afford to make at least a small statement um, and, uh, yeah, if there's anyone that was requiring a rest or a niggle, I think that it would be the week to do it. Uh, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Um, all right, Maddie, do you want to give us the team stats before we dive into the, the game plan and the roasting that Vossi's getting on the social? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we monster them on disposals, 446 to 360. Um, we... Uh, Oh, kicks and handballs, not much to say about that. Inside 50s was pretty close. We only just lost 52 to 56, but obviously they were way more efficient. Uh, we won the free kick count 20 to 14, and a lot of those were right in front of goal this week. Managed to win yep. the hitouts 36 to 30. Clearances were very close. We only just lost 31 32. Managed to win the center clearances this week, so that was an improvement over last week. Uh, we were ahead on uncontested and contested possessions. Turnovers were even. Uh, we're well ahead on marks. Uh, we did chip it around a fair bit. Uh, marks inside 50, they actually won that 12 to 9, which probably has a lot to do with the way we deliver the ball. Um, but yes. contested marking, we were ahead 14 to 8, thanks to the big guys. Normally they pull us through on that one. Tackles was pretty much even. Tackles inside 450 was pretty close. We had 10, they had 12. Uh, another week with no running bounces, uh, which is just a weird. We used <laughs> no to get so many, with so yeah, and it's just disappeared, and that's uh, that's all the stats. So, dominating disposals, everything else very very similar. Um, so, we had a lot more of the ball, and we're not blown away in any stats except the scoreboard. So, how is this? How is this happening? We're just struggling to generate scores. Obviously, inefficiency was the word of the day, but. The way we're going inside 50 and the way we're transitioning, our refusal to use the corridor, it's really costing us. Um, what do you think, Matt? We've talked about the game plan, the balance between offense and defense, but what about just how we're transitioning and how we're trying to generate these scores? It seems to be really labor intensive and for a team with so much talent, why is this not clicking? Well, one of the things I found concerning is I think we came out in the 
oh, second or third quarter. Can't remember what it was. Uh, and we actually tried to do some kicks through the middle, but they were all just horrible kicks and we didn't hit the targets. <laughs> um, so we came out with, I think, a bit of an intent to try use the corridor and then we just couldn't. And uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, so whose fault's that? I don't know. Um, but, geez, it's just... So you think there was an intent to use the corridor because it... I think I, I did see us take it on a couple times and Wiedering even said at his little halftime interview we're trying to be brave with our ball movement. But it seems to me the game plan's long down the line, bomb inside 50, long down the line, bomb inside 50, repeat, rinse and repeat. Oh, there's – there's. I think we have a uh, – it doesn't help with the lack of uh, running halfbacks that often provide that yeah. overlap and run. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it is it is a really repetitive, boring game plan of, of down along the line and uh, – Voss and, and Ross aren't – their playbooks aren't that far apart. So St Kilda's sitting there, except Voss sort of likes to push up the ground a bit more. So Voss sits in his uh, – sorry, Ross has St Kilda sitting back behind the ball. They clog the defensive 50. They win it and they try to go real fast, but they go boundary and they go round the boundary yeah, and they move it as quick as they can because um, it's sort of a conservative way to move it so you don't get hurt if they turn it back over. Very boring to watch. They, yeah, but they, you know, it works. They, they've been very good at it all year. We uh, move the ball a similar way, very safe around the boundary line, and we sort of press a bit more up the field. But our way we move the ball compared to St Kilda's, even though we're both hugging the line, is, is a lot tends to be a lot slower. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... Why are we moving so? With the talent we've got on the list, wouldn't you just say... Uh, obviously, easy for us to say as armchair experts, but wouldn't you just back your, uh, not in a Teague fashion, there has to be a balance, but back them to take it on a bit more? I think there's a couple of things that hurts. I think sometimes uh, usage of ball hurts us, uh, just naturally talent-wise, but also in the way we've been directed to move the ball. Uh, we have a slow midfield, they don't run, so we don't get run and carry. Yeah. And... Um, Oh god, there was there was somewhere I was going with that. That was going to be great. It's going to be a good moment. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> we'll just never know what amazing uh, insight you it'll come to you. Hopefully, when you don't use the ball well and it hurts you coming back the other way, I think then everyone gets nervous. You're not going to keep. So yeah. say you know your team's out, you're on the break, and you bust your ass and you run along and you're providing an extra number. You're looking for that overlap, and someone just kicks it straight to the opposition. The ball goes flying back over your head. So you turn around, you. Work your way back into defense, yeah. right? Win the ball back. Off we go again. Over. So off you take off, you go, you run the extra numbers and someone does a stupid handball. It goes back over your head. Oh, now we're going to go back again. And then there's, it comes a point where yeah. you're like, I'm not going to go. Like, oh, I'm going to yeah. not go as hard because the ball's probably coming back over. And then it's a self-fulfilling prophecy of the way yeah. you move the ball. The And there's a few yeah. times where we had opportunities to use the spare that was closer, uh, but we would opt to – so we'd win the ball somewhere, say, on the wing or the half back. And you would look up and it wasn't under pressure, so they had time to make the decision. The amount of times I saw the ball sail over a Carlton player who was free and they'd gone longer to a contest. Yeah. Uh, and you want to go long if it's one-on-one, but very rarely was it one-on-one and sometimes it was five-on-two and five-on-three in St. Kilda's favour. Uh, our players are trying to provide the options to draw players away from Harry and Charlie, but we're not using them. Use them. Yeah. Let's run. Let's overlap. I think it was uh, pretty telling that Motlop didn't get much of the ball today. Dern didn't get True. much of the ball. All these guys who I'm sure aren't just – and they weren't sitting at the feet of the tools either, so they're also trying to work up and down the ground. 
They're just not getting looked at and used. Just aren't, aren't using other options. It's just there's a lack of faith. There's, there was a, an example where early on the commentators called it at Acres was sitting on the 50-meter line and no one tried to tried to That's pass right. it to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, hit they him They went up. to Cripps who missed that shot but Acres was there like, come yeah. on, use me. Uh, Harry bombing it into the 50. I don't know who he was bombing it to but he had like about four players to pick from and he didn't pick any of them. So it's hard to know who he was, who he was ignoring on that occasion. Maybe he was trying to get longer to – was he trying to get it long into Charlie or was he just told, you know, we get the ball and we go long and we get it deep and uh, rather than hit targets. And I think all this sort of stuff just adds up to uh, this this depressing style of play that we've developed. Exactly. The way we're entering 50 and trying to generate scores, it's, it's a real problem where this bomb inside, ugly play, like you say, where we're not using the better option or the smarter option, just bomb it long and hope for the best. It can't go on. It's not going to last. And conversely, when you're talking about the turnovers and how um, it kind of damages morale to keep chasing when you worked your butt off and you don't get rewarded, um, we weren't punishing on turnover when we did get them, whereas we were being punished on turnover. So that didn't help today either. Not that that's part of the game plan to not do that, but I just feel like we're not seizing our opportunities either. Um, I guess the broader question, if I, I get a flavour of the questions we've got coming up next quarter but the vibe is people are angry at Voss and I think it's to give my view too soon for that I'm not I'm not calling out for his job or anything like that I like Voss as a coach but have we been out coached is there something we're in the coach's box segment does some heat need to go on the coach's box on the off the back of these performances I'm not a fan of what's being coached at the moment, but I'm not yeah. saying that that's I don't that's not why we didn't win today. So we won disposals, we won center clearances. We had 20 where was I was just looking at it a second ago. 24 shots from 52 inside 50s. They had 25 shots from 56 inside 50s. That's one shot difference yeah. between the two teams. Um you, you know, then that's just can't go out there and kick it for them. Exactly. That's sort of what I'm getting at. Like we had our chances today and uh, yeah. we often mumble about scoreboard pressure and, and making the most of while you're on top. And we seem to struggle to do that. And uh, I think today our biggest enemy was our inability to, to convert. And also sometimes, and that's not even including the opportunities that we, that were wasted with poor uh, inside 50 uh, usage. Um, yeah, and but, the stat, the behind tally doesn't even include the doesn't even register a score. <laughs> no, that, and yeah. and for most of the game we had more scoring shots than them. They just sort of late in the game, uh, sort of closed up that that difference. Uh, but it's amazing what a few goals uh, can do to a scoreboard, to the opposition, to like what we're talking about momentum. in terms of momentum, and also in, you know encouraging other people to keep doing what you're doing. Um, yeah. and while today was ultimately a really disappointing, another disappointing game to watch and it was a terrible second half. When you actually dissect it and look closely, it's not it's not a mile off uh, stat-wise, theoretically, uh, of, of beating them. It's just, it's funny though because the eye but test... Least, shouldn't we be beating teams like this convincingly, even winning the stats? Like that's, I agree, it's shared responsibility. Boss can't go out there and kick the goals for them. But at some point, we've got... I think anyway, a list that should compete. It's not perfect, but it's quite decent. And we're we're looking mediocre. So it is it is is it a game plan issue, you start to wonder. But you're right, today today perhaps not the case. Today it's just not taking our chances and that's the difference really. 
So I think uh, and we've compared Ross and, and, and Voss a few times today and I think Ross is a really good uh, example of this. People tolerate Ross when they're winning because everyone likes yep. winning. Not an exciting game style though. And as soon as you start losing, people turn on it fast. It's ugly, it's boring, it looks no yeah. good, it's not fun to watch uh, and yeah. it makes losing even worse. And unfortunately, I feel like Voss, the way he's coaching, is going down a similar vein where – Look, if you're winning, you can you can swallow it. Everyone loves to win. Great, we're winning. Um, but if you're not winning, it is just the worst football to watch. It's dour. The, uh, it, that's actually a really good point, Maddie. The games this year, save for the Geelong game perhaps, I really enjoyed that one. But most of the games this year, even when we've won, we've sat here and said, oh, that was dour. It was a bit ugly. It was a bit of a drainer to watch. Oh, well, we got the four <laughs> points happily in most of them. But you're right. It is... It is a bit of a hard pill to swallow when you don't win and you're playing this game style that's just not exciting when you have what should be a pretty exciting list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I f- and that's uh, The point about the list is a good one because I think when you have a good list, it allows you some liberties. It allows you to, to take the game on and uh, use your athleticism and skill and size mm. to outplay. You can rely on that. Whereas if you don't have that, when I alluded to the fact that I don't think St. Kilda's list is that great, you have to then maybe go to a game plan that suits your 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 playing list. And so if you want to criticize Voss, I think what you can maybe go with is is he making the the most of the talents on our list? Yeah. Like I know it's you know everyone talks about method. That's all good and well, but uh if you've got a really he good was happy team, with the method today. Yeah, okay. yeah. If you go, if you have a really good team though, is the method stifling our ability? Is is it is the question? Yeah, it's the balance between that Teague approach and the more level approach. Like you, you want to give players with talent license to play the game and, and use their strengths, but you also need to have some some structure within it that the team's buying into. So I don't know, it's an interesting one. Um, I didn't mind Vossi's presser though. I think what I preferred about this week's presser is that he's acknowledged that there's areas of our game that, well, I guess he always does say we could go to work, we're not the final product, which is annoying when you've got a great list and you kind of <laughs> want to not hear that. You want to hear, yeah, we're, we're wanting to be the best and we can be. But I think today he was a little more... Um, honest perhaps about the fact that we weren't up to scratch in his eyes either whereas other weeks he's been quite positive despite poor performances today I think I don't know what you felt watching it but it seemed to me that he he wasn't happy either no he snapped early on at a back at a a reporter which I thought was interesting because normally he's really polite and timely and I think they asked him a question and he said something like, I just said that. Do you want me to repeat myself? And I was like, ooh, said, finally. Yeah, do you want me to say it again? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. finally. So he obviously wasn't happy. Uh, and, yeah. he, you know, it, good. Like, Rightly so. Yeah. Let's, I, it, it, nothing worse as a supporter. Uh, and I know they've got to come out and say that same the right things. Sometimes it's a bit of a slap in the face when the team hasn't played well and the coach rolls out all the generic lines. It's like, come on. Completely. You know, we're smarter than that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Couldn't agree more. All right, let's get into the fourth quarter, answer some of the mailbox questions and then put this depressing match behind us all. (laughs) All right, we'll open our mailbag. Um, If you'd like to submit a question to the mailbag, follow us at the.bluepod on Instagram and we do call-outs for questions after the game each week Um, and thebluepod on Twitter, um, the... Instagram, there'll be some exciting things to come in the coming weeks. Maddie, it's getting a bit of a makeover. So mm, I've seen previews and us, I like it. Yeah, exactly. If you're not following us on the socials, now's the time to get on board. Um, there'll be a bit more happening on there. 
the.bluepod on Instagram and the bluepod on Twitter. And while I'm spruiking all of that, hit subscribe wherever you're listening now and we'll pop up whenever we release an app. All right, Maddie, the Instagram questions to start with. Nathan Rogerson says, what are we doing when we go inside 50? We're so dreadful and it's even worse how the ball comes out. That's more of a comment, I guess, but I'd say we've covered that and we wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> wholeheartedly agree. We're, ooh, sounded really loud there for a second. Anyway, um, wholeheartedly agree. I don't know if I've touched something on the volumes, but anyway. Uh, wholeheartedly, Hopefully Maddie's not yelling into the ears, <laughs> Wholeheartedly agree and uh, I think we're also probably – we've almost become a victim of having Harry and Charlie up forward. They're, they're so good yeah. and we're so keen just to bomb it in on top of their heads. I think it's almost costing us. Yeah, exactly. Not forcing us to be more creative and um, methodical with our – um, decision-making. Alice Conroy says, a tough second half to watch. Saad brings crucial composure and we needed him today. I think we did miss Saadi. I think he's one of our most important players. And I know what you mean. He's not a spine player. He's not, you know, necessarily the make or break, but I do feel like he's a critical cog for us and um, he was really noticeably absent today. What did you think? Uh, he is the biggest get-out-of-jail-free card with his speed and mm. composure and ball use, uh, the amount of times where you're in trouble and he'll do something to, to weave ourselves out of it uh, was missed and, yeah, it definitely hurts. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we love Sadi. He's, uh, he's got to be up there as possibly one of my favourite players, Maddie. I don't know about you, but on our squad. We haven't really named our favourite players, but we'll <laughs> be up there for you. <laughs> Change week to week. No, Sadi's right up there. Yeah, absolutely. So we missed him. Tom Clark says, Harry McKay seems to be lacking extreme confidence and has no mojo. What's happened to him? We've talked about it. He is we don't know. well down. We've talked about the fact that maybe he's a high-use player and needs the ball going through his hands a lot. But, uh, look, let's see. Maybe a game against West Coast next week will we'll play him into a bit of form. We need a confidence booster for him badly. Jamie Carraro, and there's a bit of a theme here, so I'll just mention it once. Voss out, question mark. <laughs> uh, you definitely give him till the end of the season, but uh, pressure will mount if we don't perform. Yeah, as as we talked about, not a, not a fan of his game plan at the moment, but um, I'll accept it if we're winning. Agreed. Okay, K Man eight three six nine says no endeavour to take the game on, and this slow down the wing from kick to kick kills us. It did feel that way. The game was on the line the last quarter. We could have really had a crack, had some dare, and it looked like we were. Bored, like as bored as I was watching it and not actually trying to trying to win it, just letting the clock run down. Yeah, I would have liked to know. have been at the game. Ross uh, did say they tried like to lock the game up. So it's hard to know how well, because apparently St Kilda set up very well behind the ball. So uh, they may have just parked the bus in that last quarter and our players were smart enough not just to, to kick it straight to them. But yeah, definitely yeah. you often do see teams decide that they're going to go for it. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for us to ro- roll the dice and it just never happened, did it? No, it was it was disappointing. I thought, you know, we were too busy defending, you know, trying to not blow out to a huge margin rather than risk a bit a bit of a worse loss to try actually win the thing. Um, so, yeah, the endeavour was, was not ideal. Um, going to the Twitter questions now, Maddie, I sent you a visual reference for this one um it's a question from mickey c and he sent us the heat maps for both sides um have you got that in front of you maddie yeah can you describe it to the blue crew the difference in the heat maps uh it's pretty simple the carlton one is all in the back half while the st kilda one is uh sort of evenly spread over the whole ground mainly on the sort of the wing but it's just an even spread res carlton is all 
back and on the wings. I'll post this heat map to our socials. I'll retweet it and I'll um, – thanks, Mickey C. And I'll put it on um, our Instagram as well. So if you're listening, go to uh, the Instagram or the um, Twitter and you'll see it there. But Mickey says, what do you say about this graphic, which as you've rightly explained basically tells the story of us just holding the ball in the back line and St Kilda having a more even spread. Yeah, it's it, – yeah, I don't, I don't love heat maps but – um, it is it is sort of telling of, of how the two teams were, were going about it. I wonder what ones from previous weeks look like, but um, yeah. It's it is a bit telling about um we shouldn't be the ball shouldn't be parked in the back line for that long, should it? And then bombed in. That's just it does tell that story of not um methodical possession down the down the ground, just parking it from the back line. I don't know. It's depressing. Yeah. Uh, um Crystal says Voss is no good. Blues are too slow. Uh, I think we uh, have addressed the Voss question and we also have acknowledged that we need a bit more run. Mark DT said, does Voss have it in him to actually omit players who are underperforming and select on needs? E. Kerno as a forward and Kennedy as a halfback are examples. If they can't fit the midfield, they probably shouldn't be playing. I think that's a good call from Mark. What do you think, Matty? Yeah, we touched on it very lightly, but I was I thought playing Kenny in the back line was utterly ridiculous and I was pretty unimpressed with yeah. that and I completely agree. I there's a point where you want your best players out there, but um yeah, sometimes you just gotta pick pick players where where they can actually play half decent football. Especially when you've got players playing de- half decent football in the VFL that could have like Kemp could have could have taken that spot if we needed. Yeah, I think there's a few that I wouldn't mind seeing getting a run. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mickey C sent us a soundbite for when we lose. We've got a few soundbites we need to add. <laughs> one, one from Mickey. We've jumped on to record this right after the game, so give us time to get those on board. But thank you for sending it through. A bit more Voss heat. Tim's trading. I think this might be his first uh, question. Welcome, Tim. I think we've had a few first question askers this week, so thank you for sending them in. Um, why are we playing so slow when we have the top-end players we have? We should be playing aggressive positive football not just negating the opposition yeah when we talked about method stifling our natural ability i think that's what we're talking about and i agree there's a you've got to allow some of our guns to to be that we've got a team with a a brownlow medalist you got walsh who's possibly a future brownlow medalist two coleman coleman medalists in the forward line the likes of doherty sard and weedering down back we got enough talent to play any way we want uh, so yeah. I think uh, Vossi needs to loosen the reins a touch. I agree with that, Maddie. I couldn't agree more. Dom in the Den says Voss isn't it, that's it. But then he adds to that, as an alternative, when has Voss outcoached another coach? It's uh, a good point. Nothing sort of springs to mind. Not that I'm the best at recalling these types of things. but That's a pretty hard question on the fly, isn't it? It is. It is. It, it, he's, it's sort of our coaching is always a tough one. Unless there's something sort of dramatic, you know, it's hard to pick up. And and uh, and Voss does seem to be a guy who just sort of likes to put his system in place and then just roll with that system. Um, but yeah, yeah. No, nothing, nothing, ever, nothing springs to mind with with Voss pulling out any master strokes. It's true. And we'll finish with Tim W. Um, is our midfield issue? I think this is a good point as well. Issue not contested ball clearances, etc. But the inability to hit the scoreboard without the midfield contributing, we're the most predictable side to play against. We kind of touched on that earlier, didn't we? We did. And I think our inability to hit the scoreboard stems from also our inability to run and spread and 
running waves. Uh, and for whatever reason, we've gone from having the best center clearance scoring midfield uh, that was ever assembled apparently at, at the start of last year yeah. to having one of the worst this year where we just can't move the ball and uh, no one can kick goals. It's frustrating. It's so frustrating. All right, let's close the mailbag, Maddie. We've got West Coast next week. It might be good timing, please God, for morale boosting game. What are your predictions? Uh, I, I want, we should we should pump West Coast. I think it might be over there though, um, over there, which so makes it a little bit trickier. Um, Maybe it's good for the group to get away together. <laughs> bit of bonding, bit of time on the road. I'd be disappointed if it's not five plus goals. And we're for, we don't have a great percentage. We never have, we've always struggled for percentages. We're borderline eight now. We're down in seventh with only a percentage of ninety two. Could have been top two had we won today. So it's. It's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Yeah, we really need a we really need a thumping to try get our percentage back up again. So if they want to redeem themselves, let's let's see a big win next week. Hopefully, they play us into some form. I'm hoping that uh, we can have a much more jovial take on the podcast this week. I think we'll leave it there, Maddie, and put this one behind us. Unless you have anything else to add? No, I'm happy to close the chapter on that one. Yeah, let's hope that we're having a much more enjoyable time when we're recapping the West Coast game next week. Thanks for tuning in, Blue Crew. We'll be back in your ears next week after the West Coast game. God almighty, we'd better be recording um, a podcast (laughs) for the win (laughs) or else we'll we'll be rioting. Um, Thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you next week.